Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Welcome into the Diamond Vols podcast on GoVols247.com. I am Finn McKee back at Doug Kingsmore Stadium where I just realized it has started raining uh, following 14 innings of baseball between Tennessee and Clemson in which Tennessee magically, I mean, you, you could come up with all the adjectives and, and verbs in, in the dictionary to describe what Tennessee just did. But Tennessee comes from behind to knock off Clemson six to five in 14 innings. And, and there is so much to discuss, Will Heflin. Like, I don't even know where to start. My, my brain is still trying to process what just happened. And I, I think in the short tenure of Tony Vitello, uh, six, seven, six seasons now. I mean, that that is the the number two moment slash game of the Tony Vitello era. Number one, obviously, being Drew Gilbert's walk-off grand slam to to eventually help send you all to, to Omaha. Uh, th- this was by far number two, and all of the craziness happened when Zane Denton hit a three-run home run in the top of the ninth inning with two outs. And Zane Denton will obviously be the one talked about uh, in terms of that particular inning. But with with two outs, Christian Moore laces a a nice single to to right field. And that was critical because not only did he get on base, obviously, uh, but it chased Clemson starting pitcher who was absolutely shoving uh, against Tennessee Grice. Uh, It chased him from the game. Clemson brings in another guy. Our guy, Blake Burke, comes through with a hit who had a magnificent night, and we can touch on him at some point. But that sets up two runs, one, Denton up, and he just absolutely goes kaboom and hits a monstrous three-run homer, his second of the game, no less, 411 feet, and it gave Tennessee the lead there in the top of the ninth inning. Well said. We could uh, we could di- dissect this game for about 12 hours. But um, the two words that come to mind for me are just pure guts. And I think a good baseball team usually reflects the personality of their head coach. And this was a very Tony Vitello-esque win. Uh, There's not a a coach in the country I would trade for um, over Coach V. But, man, he is taking years off of Tennessee fans' lives. (laughs) I mean, this... This is, I think this surpasses, like, as a whole game, this is over that Wright State game, right? You can't beat the Drew Gilbert moment, but just the marathon, the 14 innings, that Clemson baseball team is relentless. And so were we today. You want to talk about growing up right in front of your eyes on the road against a really tough lefty, two buzzwords, right, or two buzz topics, and we just we find a way, and um, 
<laughs> it really stinks for them because that's a tough one to recover from. Um, there's there's no wind in the sails there, and they got to turn around and try to win two tomorrow to get to a winner take all on a Monday. So for me, it just felt like that was that was kind of the game. Um, and you know, you still got to handle business, but we're in the driver's seat, and uh, just hats off to it. We can we can get into to parts of the game, but just overall, I think it's pure guts and uh, what a, what a program win and what a what an awesome baseball game. It's been crazy around around the around the tournament today as a whole, but that's that's the game of the tournament so far, and I don't think it's particularly close. No, not not at all. Um, and Caden Grice, I mean, it was it was a tale of two games. I mean, Caden Grice, I mean, tip of the hat to him. It's unfortunate that his team didn't win based off of of his performance because he he completely shoved, as I mentioned. He had 10 strikeouts. Tennessee had four hits until uh, Christian Moore and Blake Burke had those back-to-back hits in the ninth inning. And, and two of the four hits were were solo home runs. Uh, Christian Moore gave Tennessee the first lead of the game, one to nothing. Uh, and then Zane Denton hit a solo home run in the seventh inning that made it a four to two game. Uh, and and then he obviously went on to to have his heroics. But I mean, Grice was absolutely shoving again, 10 strikeouts and was kind of doing whatever, whenever Seth ha- or uh, Chase Dolander, which it seems like he pitched a week ago at this point, didn't have his best stuff. I, I thought he battled uh, as best he could. Uh, didn't have a clean inning, didn't have a one, two, three inning uh, and got ran there in the fifth inning. Uh, didn't seem to, to have command of his of his off speed pitches, especially the curveball, uh, maybe struggling to land the slider. Didn't feel like he threw the slider a ton first time and a half through the lineup. And then he started throwing it more and more. Um, but I mean, it was a tale of two games. I mean, Tennessee was destined to, to lose that game. And then they were staring two games on Sunday in the face and both being elimination games. And then if you make it through those elimination games, then you're, you're playing another one on Friday or on Monday in a game seven scenario. Uh, but the, the second game within the game, I mean, it, it's, it's odd that the Zane Denton moment is kind of overshadowed will, but how do you not start with what, Chase Burns was able to do on the mound, 99 pitches out of the bullpen. And what's most impressive about that, I mean, I know it's an NCAA tournament game, but aside from the NCAA tournament game, in terms of it being in extra innings and Clemson getting runners on base, getting out of a bases loaded jam with no outs uh, because of that double play that you and I were talking about before we got on here. I mean, he gets a strikeout and then a beautiful double play ball uh, that Maui, and Christian Moore had zero room for error. It was kind of an in-between ball. The bases were loaded. I think a lot of people thought initially that Simo needed to come home with it. And in in the peripheral, kind of in the moment, I didn't think he had a chance to get the runner at the plate. So I was thinking that he needed to try and turn the double play. That was the only option to get out of that inning and, and preserve the game, quite frankly. And it was kind of a, a soft chopper at him that wasn't doing him any favors. I mean, they, he had to turn it quickly, and he got it. And it was towards the middle. So yes. I think you're right. I don't think he had a shot at home. 
No, I don't. I don't either. And then not only on top of not having a shot at home, like it was it was a slow chopper. And you had to I mean, get get the ball and flip it to Maui and Maui delivered a perfect throw. And look, Ethan Payne, he's in the game because he pinch ran for Burke earlier. He makes a beautiful stretch. And I know that sounds so simple, but I mean, it's the little things that Tennessee did throughout the game like that, like stretching. I mean, Ethan Payne's played in two games since April 25th and he tur- he comes in and I mean again it's simple sounding but I mean that stretch was key and keeping his foot on the bag I mean that's that's not the easiest thing in the world to do as easy as it seems so moments like that but the main point I was getting to is 99 pitches for Burns but they were all high leverage pitches not because of the, it being an NCAA tournament game obviously that still applies but because of the runners on base and kind of the different scenarios that he had to work out of but him and Halverson they were absolutely awesome out of the bullpen. They were nails. And that's a really good point. There's a huge difference in 99 pitches when it's smooth and 99 pitches with what he just went through. I mean, he probably feels like he just went to war. Um, the thing I'll say about Dolly's outing is he got us in the fight. He threw it wasn't it wasn't, you know, smooth for him the whole time, but he gave us four zeros and we had the lead for there early in the game. So I think if if you were to ask him, he would probably say he's disappointed with the outing, but ultimately he gave us zeros early and we were able to get in the fight, um, which is what you got to do in that type of environment because that Clemson fan base and that stadium was, was rocking. I, I don't normally get FOMO and sometimes I think, you know, the couch is the best seat in the house because you got the replays and you got the comfort of your own home. But, you want to talk about a place I would have loved to been tonight that um I can I can just feel the vibes in the dugout and just the the energy in the stadium through the TV and it's almost like you're in every pitch with with Burns when he's going through that right you're in every pitch with Halverson and you get that that adrenaline rush just watching the game so you know for the players to to do what they did in those moments and and come through like it's 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 a massive win I don't think it can be overstated i mean that is a huge huge win and i think it's um i think it's the type of win to catapult you if you let it one thousand percent one thousand percent and and again i'm just really impressed by all of the the small details that tennessee was able to to take care of because to me that was the biggest issue the first half of the season uh not taking care of the small details was was leading to the big details uh not not working in their favor but, I mean, we, we could talk about so many guys, and I'm going to forget to mention something. Uh, we're going to forget to, to say something here on the podcast that needs to be brought up. But, I mean, there's so many little things. Like, he, I'm I'm so impressed with Ethan Payne. Like, he he didn't score a run. He, he didn't have a hit. But that stretch on that double play, laying down two beautiful sack bunts, I mean, again, he has he's played twice since April 25th. And, and to come off the bench and, and lay down two beautiful bunts, was terrific. Uh, one play that I think of that that kind of gets forgotten in in the moment. I forget what inning it was. Uh, it was in. I think I want to say it was the bottom of the eighth inning. Christian Scott throws a runner out at second to to end the inning. Uh, yes. right, right before the rally. And look, man, like nobody was on base. But if that's a double, and then the next guy bloops in a single, then it it's. A, I, I mean, I guess Zane Denton's homer would have tied it instead of giving them the lead. Uh, but still, it's just like the little things that that you come back and, and think about that if they don't make this play, if they don't make that play, 
then who knows how the how the game turns out. And and I mentioned Blake Burke kind of off the the top. I mean, tip of the hat to Blake Burke. I mean, he he has been going through it the last two months, really. I mean, it, it's it's been a struggle for him in SEC play. He, he's down in the lineup, and tonight he goes three for four. And I loved his approach at the plate. You, you kind of saw him staying within himself, going the opposite way. And it, and it wasn't like those weird slap hit check swings that he kind of gets himself in trouble with. But again, against one of the best pitchers in the country, a lefty no less, he he's going the other way. And, and again, three hits on the night, very impressive. And he got subbed out because of kind of how the game was going at that time. Uh, for a pinch runner after another hit. But, I mean, Blake Burke turned a corner and and another defensive play earlier in the game uh, when there was runners on the corners and there's a ground ball up the middle. I forget what it, what inning it was, but it was early in the game. Um, but, I, A, I didn't think Maui was going to be able to get to the ball because I thought it was so far up the middle. I thought it was going to trickle into the outfield. But Maui gets to it, makes a, a spinning throw, doesn't get the runner at first, I guess it wasn't runners on the corners. It was runner on second is what it was. And the runner on second. Yes. The the runner on second kept going for home. And Burke, they weren't able to get the runner out at first, but he delivers a perfect throw to, to Cal Stark at the plate. Who tapped yes. around. The fourth, actually. The fourth. Yes. I mean, that was a huge play. And um, then Cal Stark throwing out two runners tonight. One at third, one at second. Uh, erasing a leadoff walk. I mean, there there were so many small details that went into this game that allowed Tennessee to come back and win, even if the offense was very frustrating. I mean, they a they weren't getting hits in the the first game of the doubleheader, and then in the second game of the doubleheader, they were getting guys on base. In four of the five extra innings, they they had a runner on base and they had several in scoring position, but couldn't get them in. Because they took care of all the small details, they were able to overcome the offensive woes tonight. Yeah, there's not a guy who touched the field for us that didn't contribute in their own way. I mean, it was a full team effort, and Ethan Payne's a very a very solid player, and he's an unreal teammate, and he does things the right way, and that's why Coach V trusts him and liked him. Um, so I think. I think that was just kind of a, an opportunity for him to put his stamp um, and contribute, and he he did a wonderful job coming in off the bench and and then doing his part when he was asked to move those guys over. I mean, um, that's huge. It, it changes the whole inning if you if you don't get those buns down, and it's way harder than than he made it look. Um, so that was huge. And then you can literally go around to each spot and, and talk about each guy if you want. Um, but I'm still kind of at a loss for words, man. It's just, it's a massive, massive win. And I said it yesterday and I said it earlier in the week, 20 in a row is so hard. And they came up, what, two wins short. Mm-hmm. No, three. I, mean, I, I can't stress enough. Well, they had 18, they had 18, right? I think it was 17. Okay. Well, those, that long of a win streak, it was almost like Clemson was due for a loss and they just they ran into the wrong team on the wrong night who just wasn't willing to willing to go away um but they're really good and i know it's going to be extremely tough for them to bounce back but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they take care of charlotte and then we gotta we gotta get right back into battle with them tomorrow tomorrow night so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens for that one 
um, and we're kind of in wait and see mode, but it'll be Drew Beam Day um, with an opportunity to send us to Super. So I feel really good about that because a it's Drew Beam, and B he was kind of my guy who I said that I uh, that I needed to to carry the load um, this weekend. So hopefully hopefully he throws well, and I would bet that he does. Well, hey, both of our guys are, are coming through this weekend. Uh, well, at least uh, Drew hasn't pitched yet, so we don't know. But we talked about Christian Moore, and Christian has had a terrific, terrific. <laughs> he has. He has been exceptional. Yes. Plain and simple. And in in the field as well, he, he's had some tough games defensively. He, he's he's been awesome. I mean, how could you not think of think back to that Arkansas game? when Simo and Maui simply can't connect on a simple toss that a middle school baseball team could, quite frankly, I don't know if they can make the throw to first, but they can at least toss the ball to one another as close as they were at Arkansas. I mean, it's literally the same play, uh, more flipping the ball to, to Maui, uh, and they're able to to turn the double play when it mattered most. And, and you know, I mean, just to, to speak to how crazy tonight was, um, we haven't even talked about Hunter Inslee's Essential walk-off hit, right? the, the go-ahead RBI double in the top of the 14th inning. I mean, how about the resolve of that that guy? I mean, 0 for 6, four strikeouts. Maui not having a great night either offensively. He works a one-out walk. And I want to say he went down in the count as well and, and fought back to, to work that one-out walk. And, I mean, again, Hunter, 0 for 6, four strikeouts in the two-hole. And he's kind of been in a slump, it feels like, lately. I don't know the exact numbers, but if well, – and I know he had the game at South Carolina where he had the three RBI singles, but uh, just the last month or so, it feels kind of like his production has dipped off just a little bit. But 0 for 6, four strikeouts, steps up and laces a double to the wall in the right center field gap. And, uh, of course, Maui's on his high horse and scores all the way from first. I mean, we're 15 minutes or so into this and, and have talked about a million people, and we're just now mentioning – Hunter Inslee and his resolve at the plate and his big hit there in the 14th inning. Yeah. It, it was massive. Obviously it won, won us the game. Um, but every time, every time Hunter Inslee's name comes up when, when Vitello is doing an interview or something like that, he just lights up. And I remember him saying it earlier in the year where he, you know, everyday player coming into the year and Vitello said something on the lines along the lines of he just didn't give me a choice. He inserted himself into the lineup. He he made me he made it impossible not to write his name on the lineup card. And I just think that's so cool for that guy to to not necessarily be the starting center fielder coming out of fall camp or when you're drawing up the the ideal nine for the balls before the season. But you need guys like that to come in and produce and you just never know how things are actually going to shake out. So for a guy like that who hasn't played as much early in his career to really develop and contribute, and he's a Tennessee guy. And so it's just really good to see him um, playing every day and, and playing the role that he is playing, um, kind of like Christian Scott. I mean, those are just two guys that are so easy to root for. Um, so for him to come up big and see Scott catching the final out, I think it's just uh, it's kind of a microcosm of, of a bigger – of a bigger deal that's going on within the program and things are coming together at the right time. So it's really exciting to to see and to be around. I got a kick out of C Scott waving bye to the to the Clemson fans. I think it was the, the Clemson yeah. fans and, and not the players, but I, I got a kick out of 
out of that. We have a couple of more things that we need to address quickly before we get out of here, but we do need to squeeze in a break before we do that. So we'll be back here in just a moment on the Diamond Vols podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so i'm a father of one i gotta find a babysitter i found care.com and i was blown away through the platform i was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates which were way more affordable than i anticipated care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check if you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your child care necessities check out care.com find the ideal sitters for your child care needs Welcome back into the Diamond Balls podcast. I am Ben McKee. He is Will Heflin. We are throwing up words left and right, trying to be coherent in, in what we are saying. Hopefully it sounds more coherent than, than what it feels, uh, at, at least for me. I, I'm still, like Will just said a moment ago, I'm, I'm still at a loss for words and trying to process what I just what I just watched. Uh, and, and part of that is because, I mean, like you said, kind of leading off your opening comments, that was a Tennessee baseball win. This new era of Tennessee baseball, that, that was the definition of a Tony Vitello coach Tennessee baseball team win. And I want to ask you about that here in just a second. But before I do, I would like to encourage those listening to go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you do get your podcast. We would greatly appreciate that here at GoBalls247.com. Will, why was this a a Tennessee baseball win? Or or not necessarily why was this a a Tennessee baseball win, but it was absolutely a a program win. But the, the better way to ask what I'm asking is, what about Tony Vitello's program allows his team's to battle these type of adversities and win in these type of ways? Because he is the ultimate leader in that he doesn't direct people in what to do. He does it with them. He is 24-7. He outworks the other coaches that are his competition. He 100% does. He is completely married to the game. He throws more BP than any other coach in the country probably. He hits more fungos than other people. 
He's at the park more than other people. And he wasn't, he'll be the first to tell you this. I'm not knocking him. He wasn't that great of a player. He wasn't very talented. He said he didn't have a good arm, didn't have pop, couldn't run. But he walked on at Missouri and ended up playing every day because he outworked the people in front of him. And he's just an absolute bulldog and he loves to compete. And so he recruits guys that remind him of himself, like Ethan Payne, like Hunter Inslee, like Christian Scott. And that's what you see on the field is, is a reflection of the head coach. And that's, um, you know, I'm blowing all this smoke up his butt and it almost, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the guy, but um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's who he is and his teams um, for whatever reason, just have a, a, a flair for the dramatics and it's really exciting to watch. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you like I'm trying to be coherent and put thoughts together but <laughs> it's 12:46 a.m. and I know I'm not going to be able to sleep. If anybody watched that game and just went and popped their pillow on the head and fell asleep, then you need to check your pulse for one. Um but two, I I don't think there's enough like the words to put together to describe that when it was a it was a crazy game. It was horrible for Clemson to be on the other end of it. And when you're on the winning end of it, you're just trying to figure out where, where, what, like, obviously the three run homer, obviously the double to take the lead, obviously the, you get out of the jam, but the, like you said, there's a million little things that happen in between that all stack up and all matter so much to ultimately come out the victor of that type of game that it's just like, I don't even know what to say and I don't have the words to put together, but it's, it was electrifying and you just hope that they handle business tomorrow because that's the type of momentum that is so hard to create um, unless it's organic like it was tonight. Walk us through just how significant it was to avoid playing two games tomorrow. I mean, I, I kind of think it goes without being said, but you, you pitched in a regional or played in a regional in 2019 where you had to go through the loser's bracket. And then in 2021, you obviously pitched to, to where you did you avoided the loser's bracket. Just how significant was that avoiding that, especially given how many pitchers you had to use? I mean, Burns and, and Halverson, they're, they're done for the weekend. So if you lose tonight, that pitching depth that everybody loves, it, it's not as deep as it was entering the weekend. There, there's a reason that it's double elimination and that we still have to play um, the winner of tomorrow's first game. But I will say it's a huge advantage. Um, so the player in me says, you know, don't even smile. You haven't done anything yet. But the the spectator and the observer, I mean, we just saw the Celtics come back from, from down 3-0 and, and didn't quite pull it off. But you just... You just have to stay. Um, you have to stay focused on the task at hand, and the next task is is winning game three because that's the position we put ourselves in. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a massive advantage. You can't lie to yourself and say that it's not. Um, but whoever whoever comes out of that one tomorrow is going to be ready for the fight. I can tell you that. Well, and on the flip side of Tennessee avoiding that dilemma i mean clemson they they have their guy one pitch away from a complete game and then next thing you know 
they're using like eight or ten guys out of the bullpen. I, I didn't add it up, but I, it, it was a lot of guys out of the bullpen, and and they didn't throw a lot of pitches. It didn't seem, especially a handful of them coming in and in situational spots. Uh, but still, I mean, they they used a lot of pitchers. It, it turned into a bullpen game kind of out of nowhere after they were one pitch away from from a complete game. I mean, that that, that is huge. And I, I tell you what, I if if they can turn around and beat Charlotte tomorrow, I will certainly tip my hat because that's going to be a quick, tough turnaround. Yeah, it is, and we'll have we'll probably have Sewell first out tomorrow uh, behind Beam. And then I think we'll piece it together after him if those two don't don't finish it, depending on the score and, and the situations. Um, so yeah, we're we're in a really good spot. There's no other way to put it. Um, I feel really good with what we have available in the bullpen and what we have going on the mound to start. And it'll be interesting to see what Clemson does. I feel like they have to just throw their their best available to try to get through he, Charlotte. Their coach and, pretty and, much said that they were post game. He he didn't yeah. want to completely say it to, to do the whole gamesmanship thing, but he pretty much said that that's who they were throwing. Yeah, and Charlotte will certainly do the same. So, you know, that's the advantage that you have sitting there waiting on the winners. They're going to hopefully play a back-and-forth game, and heck, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they went to extra innings or something <laughs> something like that. I have to throw a few extra arms. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a massive advantage. It is. Well, and the other thing for Clemson, not only did it turn into more of a bullpen game, but that game tomorrow against Charlotte, they're going to be without one of their best players. And the player that I've been most impressed with this weekend for Clemson, which is weird to say because Grice was awesome. He he was he was terrific. I'm not trying to minimize him. But Cam Canarella, their center fielder, who is a stud, hit the three-run bomb off of Dolander. Uh, and then he's the one that tied it in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, hit the RBI double um, to to tie the game and send it to extra innings again with two outs. And I think he had two strikes on him as well. He gets ejected uh, because Christian Moore and Grice, they were talking each side gets warnings uh, after Christian Scott grounded into the double play with the bases loaded, whatever inning that was. Uh, he was running his mouth, running back in, and, and the umpire, I don't know if he ejected him solely because he was running his mouth. I, I don't think so. Clemson's coach said that because the warnings were addressed earlier, I guess he got another warning, which is like basketball. You get two technicals or whatever, and you're gone. Uh, but not only was he ejected from tonight's game, but he's suspended for, for the first game against Charlotte tomorrow. I, I, I You'd like to think that it won't be a huge difference. I mean, Clemson's still a better baseball team, but you just never know. He's, he seems to be the, the heart and soul guy uh, of their team. Um, and, again, leadoff guy, great defender, a terrific bat. I mean, that's a huge loss uh, for, for Clemson uh, as well. Uh, now, here, here's a quick question, and, and we're kind of running out of time here, but – do you try to – you go all in to, to win if you can, but I got to imagine there's a little bit of temptation because you used Burns, because you used Halverson, to maybe avoid Sewell if if things are a little hairy. Because if not, like I, I have no idea who's starting Monday, uh, assuming Beam and, and Sewell are used quite a bit tomorrow, which I'm sure they will be. If you're down a handful of runs, then you probably don't go to Sewell and he would start Monday. If you're in the fight, then you go to Sewell. You go sell out to win tomorrow. And he will. And he will. I 
I would be shocked if he didn't sell out to win tomorrow. But if for some reason you use both those guys and you lose, it's probably Xander on Monday starting. Um, he threw an inning last night. If I'm not, it wasn't more than two innings. He would be able to come back on on Monday and throw. Um, his pitch count wasn't too high. And then you would look for guys like AJ Russell. It could AJ Russell could actually start as well. That's but true. It would I forgot be, about AJ. Uh, it would be it would be a um, a collection of arms consisting of Xander, AJ Russell, Aaron Combs, um, Fanning, Kirby, Fanning, Kirby. It it would be all hands on deck, and same for for whoever we were playing. At the at that point, it's it's elimination for both teams. So you you um you kind of play it out by out rather than by the weekend or by the by the game even because at that point it's just it's sudden death for sure. And, and Xander but, only eight pitches, so you you know he'll be oh okay just one inning. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, you know, Xander and Kirby—they're throwing less than than ten. Although our over/under for Kirby appearances is is not currently uh, looking good uh, for the weekend. Last thing before we get out of here, Will uh, Auburn got eliminated, which means more than likely, one way or another, Tennessee's probably going to be sleeping in its own bed uh, next weekend. Penn, believe it or not, beat Sanford, so now Sanford. And Southern Miss are playing in an an in an elimination game uh, tomorrow at noon, and, and if Southern Miss loses, Tennessee will absolutely be hosting a super regional, assuming Tennessee handles business here. And boy, the, do things change if all of a sudden you're playing in Knoxville against Sanford or Penn. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself, but boy, that has to excite you if you're a Tennessee fan. It does, and we've seen heck. Four of the top eight seeds lost today. Not just Auburn and Oklahoma State, who are both eliminated, two in barbecue as national hosts. Um, but Vanderbilt lost to Oregon. Florida lost to Texas Tech. Troy had Bama on the ropes and blew it. Um, and it looks like Stanford's going to get beat by A&M, who is not a team I would want to run into again um, if I'm a different baseball team. If I'm Tennessee, I don't care. I'll beat them. But if I'm, you know, just me as a solo guy, then I don't want to play AM. They're playing their best baseball right now. Um, and then somebody else lost. Who am I leaving out? I, I don't know. Uh, I am just completely flustered. I feel drunk and I haven't had an ounce of alcohol in several days. <laughs> it'll it'll do that to you. I still I still remember the the high I felt when Drew Gilbert hit that ball against Wright State, and there's just I didn't know what to do with my body or my arms. I couldn't talk. I just kind of did what everybody else did and ran around and blacked out. And when we finally got to the locker room, I think I took a breath and I was like, yeah, still got no clue what to say. Um, that's kind of how I felt after this one. It was, um, it was, uh, it was an awesome night for, for everybody who was cheering on Tennessee. It was an up and down as a roller coaster, probably took at least, some time off of everybody's life who was involved. But like I said earlier, you know, you just, you're in every pitch with, with Burns and with Halverson late there. And then you're, you feel like you're in the box with those guys battling out, trying to, trying to call the game with them and, and just think along with them. And, you know, when you see it come through and in that fashion, 
it's um it's that's what sports are all about and it's um it's such a blessing to be a part of a part of Tennessee and a part of a program that's so easy to to root for and be in, infectious about and you know a lot of people don't like us because we're you know we were loud and proud last year but um we certainly we certainly have you know a lot to to get behind and root for it was a memorable night here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium and one one win that Tennessee fans and everybody associated with with Tennessee will be talking about for a very very long time especially if Tennessee can make it to Omaha here in a couple of weeks will we will be back tomorrow night win or lose and uh breaking down the game so once again appreciate your time and always appreciate your insight my friend yep this routine is uh starting to be pretty nice let's keep it rolling man go balls you, you must be the good luck charm they, they haven't they haven't lost since we got you on the podcast so uh we'll, we'll have yeah, to knock on wood we'll have to to make sure um that that we that we get you back in here and, and oh by the way if if uh if Tennessee does win this regional it'll be the first ever road regional win for this program so Tony Vitello continuing to do a lot of first 40 game winners which says a lot for this team with, with where they've been this year uh, had it beaten Clemson John Wilkerson told me since 1990 I believe was the last time they beat Clemson uh, or at least Clemson here uh, so it, it was a good day to be a Vol fan if you are a Vol fan out there. So we'll appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, for Will Heflin, I am Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Diamond Vols podcast on GoVols247.com. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols247 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 uh, where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting Uh, but if you want that best most delicious east tennessee smoky mountain spring water directly from the source go get that at govals247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets for coverage of tennessee football football recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball nobody and i mean nobody covers tennessee baseball the way that we do also no one covers the lady vols that we do the award-winning maria cornelius does an excellent job covering all things lady vols for us all season long you can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. 
And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.